Welcome to OK What's Next, a podcast with Jason Van Ruler. My name is Dual Joy, and this is my first time on the podcast, so I'll introduce myself really quickly. I was going to say I'm a young professional in the communications field, but Jason thought that was boring. So we're going with social media wizard and marketing guru, or aka the person who tells Jason how to turn on his computers. That's hurtful, but true. <laughs> so we're here today because we're going to do a recap on the first season of OK What's Next and sort of launch forward into the next season, um, season two, that's starting in just a week from now. So we'll start off, and Jason, you've had 14 guests on your podcast over about 14 to 15 episodes, and you've had everyone from artists to musicians to top speakers and authors. Who would you say was someone that stands out to you? Well, you know, actually, really all of them do. When I looked through this season, it was really wild because as I reviewed every name, I just thought, man, I took so much away from that episode, and I just kind of kept saying that. So a lot of them did. A couple that really stood out, though, for me at least, one of the ones was with Adam Weber, who is a buddy of mine and also somebody that we recorded in person. And so kind of like this, most of my episodes were not recorded in person. And so just being across from someone was really, really fun. And so I had a really great time with him laughing. And then I think also some other ones like Courtney Vrabelink, she was really exciting and had some really funny stuff to say. We laughed a lot together. But she also really communicated this message that I hadn't thought much about, which is how difficult it is for people who are struggling to kind of get out of that. And I think sometimes it's easy to take for granted, like just work hard and it'll work itself out. And it's not always that simple. And so that would be an episode two, in addition to just all the other ones where I picked up a lot of good stuff. It seems like over the course of the podcast, you were talking to people who were generally just ordinary people, but they made extraordinary decisions to turn their failures into something that really turned out to shine for them and become something successful. Would you say that when you were talking to them and they were talking about the ways that they twisted around their own lives to be something good, did you find yourself reflecting on things that you had done in your own career? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, it caused me to go into self-analysis and self-loathing after that. I, I'm just kidding. Because I didn't do that. No, it was totally inspirational, especially like I think about Centoya and just talking about being in prison and then getting out and starting all over again and what that was like. It just really made me think that it is about what we do with our failure, not avoiding it. That is what counts. And so I think sometimes that's easy to look beyond, especially with social media. We don't see failure maybe all that often. We see success. And so talking to these people was like, oh, man, you just have to hang in there. And sometimes I think I needed that reminder as much as maybe the audience did. I remembered a lot of that in reviewing the podcast, even with Centoya, she felt isolated and different, and she found a way to turn something that was a weakness for her into a strength. Um, do you feel like there's something that surprised you about any of the guests that were, came on that you kind of took away? Yeah, I think probably the awareness that a lot of them had. I mean, that was kind of the key to me is that you have to know who you are and really what makes yourself tick and what you're good at and what you're not in order to do some of this. I think sometimes we try to be everything all the time. And that makes it really, really difficult then. But the people that I talked to who were most successful seem to be really aware of who they are and actually okay with it, even if it wasn't always who they wanted to be. And they just worked with it anyway. And so like with Centoya, for instance, or even Scott Hamilton talked a little bit about that too, of you just got to be who you are. And maybe that's not the person that you thought you would be, but it's who you are. And so then what do you do with that? When you have these kind of conversations, it kind of turns people that seem like they're far away into more humans or people, like real people like Scott Hamilton. I mean, he was an Olympic competitor. 
So do you think that having that kind of conversation opens up maybe new opportunities for you where you feel like something might have been inaccessible or unachievable, but then you talk to the people who did achieve those things? Did that open up maybe inspiration for yourself and what you want to do? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of those things where we can always visualize it or have a message about success that it's a long ways off or it's too far removed from us. And then when you talk to someone who's had some of the same successes that you would dream to have, and they say like, yeah, I also eat breakfast in the morning and wonder if I'm doing the right thing. And I try to be a good dad or a good husband. When you hear that, I think it's inspirational for me because I go, well, for the most part, they're just people too. And maybe what I make up about them and how they're superhuman, that might be true that they're really good at certain things, but they're also like me. And so I think when we hear that, it does something really amazing, which is that it inspires us to do more. So if an Olympian eats Cheerios and you eat Cheerios, there's no difference, right? To me, there is not, <laughs> right? To me, there is not. I don't eat Cheerios, so that's probably the reason <laughs> things haven't been working out. But yes, absolutely. We just see those things, you know? And it was interesting, even some of the guests I know, like Rachel Grimes did such a good job of just being open and vulnerable. And when I saw that, it was like, oh man, you wouldn't imagine somebody so successful to be that way. And then they are, and they just kind of own that like, yeah, things aren't always great for me. Sometimes it's a real struggle and this is what I do. That for me was just really a catalyst moment. Vulnerability can be something that's valuable to see nowadays when you have a generation, especially that's used to perfecting their image and presenting what they want to believe about themselves. When you see people going forward and being more vulnerable about the way that life really is for them, then it can be kind of inspirational to those around them that are maybe struggling with something they'd rather keep private. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think David Goggins is a guy that has got just a ton of motivational stuff, but he said everyone's struggling. Some people just hide it better. And that's so evident, but we don't, like you said, we don't really advertise that a lot. And so it's easy to believe that we're the only one. Hmm. So about you, you started OK, What's Next as your first podcast, hosting it by yourself. What was that process like for you? It was really cool because I had a dream to do it. But there was a lot of risk involved for me because I had to put myself out there. And so I just kept thinking like, oh, man, should I do this? What's it going to be like? I don't know the tech stuff. So, well, you know that about me, Jewel. Like the tech stuff isn't always the easiest part. <laughs> so all of a sudden, I'm going to become this podcast expert and recruit all these people. And I did. And so what I learned is that I can do the stuff I want to do. But probably the biggest takeaway is I can't do it all on my own. Mm. And so initially, I thought, well, like, I'm just going to hang out in the basement, interview people, and then it'll just work itself out. And what I've actually learned is if we're going to do something big, we have to have some friends to help us. That goes back to what Jake Weidman said on one of your podcasts about needing other people's skills so that you can kind of shine in your own. Mm -hmm. So you'd say that there's not really any shame in reaching out to people who have different skills in your own in order to be able to fully blossom into your own. Yeah, I think that's what usually separates people from having some success to having a lot of success is just recognizing they can't do it all and they need other people. And then something I've kind of identified too is if we're really doing something meaningful or even from a faith perspective, we're doing something that we feel called to do. I think if we do it well, that whole path allows other people to shine too. So if we're going to build something really amazing, I think other people should get chances to rise to the occasion too. It shouldn't just be about us. Is that what you would say if you were a guest on your own show? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That really stood out for me. And so now as I look at even season two, I want to grow and learn, but I also want to give opportunities for other people to do the same thing. And you've developed a theme for season two already, right? 
I have, yeah. So season two, we're going to be talking about something which no one's going to be able to relate to. <laughs> very, very abstract. I'm kidding. We're going to talk about relationships. And for me, that's been so evident that that's important both clinically, I notice a lot of that, but also just coming out of COVID, I think a lot of relationships are really strained because of the changing landscape and being home perhaps more often and trying to figure out like now what do we do? And how do we have rules and boundaries and how do we make things work? And also, how do we find intimacy and connection when maybe we can't leave the house for a while? And so that was really the inspiration for this season is how do I help people get better at relationships and interview people who I think are pretty awesome at them? Do you have any topics that you're already considering as far as within the relationship idea? Yeah, I think some of it is what is a healthy relationship? And that's a question that I've wrestled with a lot because some of us, we don't necessarily grow up with great role models for relationships. And so some of us find ourselves wondering, what is it even supposed to look like? And if we don't have confirmation of that, or at least some general framework for how it should look, it becomes very, very difficult to replicate. And so I think this season, we want to talk a little bit about what does that even include to have a healthy relationship? What are the components? And then how do we keep that? That's the other part. Naturally, when we meet somebody, we have a pretty decent relationship because we're on our best behavior. We want it to work. But over time, kind of slides a little. So how do we keep a good thing going? What would you say is something that you would take from your first season of podcasts and kind of improve it or maybe change it for your second season? That's a great question. So I would definitely say the word love less because I really love stuff the first oh. season. <laughs> I really, I really love it. I say we should love people less. And I'm like, I don't think that's a good way to enter. <laughs> that's what I take away. Please stop listening right now. <laughs> For a podcast um, about relationships, make sure you love less. Please love less. This is all you have to do. <laughs> so you listen back and you go, oh man, I said that 5,000 times. So there's some things like that. But really the thing that I take away is so many people have so much to offer. And if we just take the time to ask them, we can learn so much. And this is something that we don't really do, right? We just kind of take what people give, but we don't ask a lot of questions. And so coming out of that, I guess I don't know what I expected for season one. I knew it was going to be kind of a wild ride and fun. But what I really learned is like, if you lean into people and you're curious about them, you can learn so much and you can just save yourself a lot of heartache and stress because people have done it before. And in some cases done it better than you would have thought to do it. And just having that connection and community, man, that's been amazing. A friend of mine was saying that one of his resolutions is to have people teach him things. So just kind of walk around with that mindset of what can this person teach me? Mm -hmm. Or even just saying it out loud of being, teach me about this. Yep. I think that's probably a good attitude to have. And when you go into relationships, it probably eases the stress a little bit too, thinking that you don't know everything at first when you first walk into it. Right. And you don't have to. That's the beauty of it, too, is that you don't have to know it all. So what you do know, you can teach to others and what you don't just ask. Great. Anything else that you're looking forward to for the second season? Well, I love the people element and just talking with new people and making new friends. So I think that's going to be really cool. I'm also obviously really passionate about the topic as a clinician and being a counselor. Uh, it's something that I talk a lot about, speak a lot about. And so I'm just thrilled to be digging in a little bit deeper on this. Our first episode of season two of OK, What's Next is coming out on August 5th. That's next week. And where can they find that? They'll be able to find it kind of all major channels. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, also on the website. And there's also a link in your Instagram, right? That's correct. That's at Jason.VanBruller. And you have an Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. 
Yeah. The other thing that I'd add just before we close is if you have ideas about episodes or you have somebody that you're like, man, I would love to learn from them about relationships. Let me know, send me a message or make a comment. And I would love to interview them for you on your behalf so that we can learn together. I'm so looking forward to this. I think there will be some really interesting topics coming up and interesting people to talk to and really good thoughts to share. Yeah, me too. I'm pumped. So if you haven't listened to season one, otherwise in a week, we're launching season two. And we will be back next time. All right.